KC Covers Country. Stapleton is releasing something that he's been holding on to for a long time. He has a new single. It's called White Horse, which has a funny history because the song was actually written over a decade ago when Chris was asked to write a song for a movie, and it never even made the final cut. Oh, I think probably late 2012, early 2013, and there was a movie called The Lone Ranger that was coming out. I was like, well, let's just make a song that might sound like that. And so that's kind of where that came from when we got to talking about how it would be cool to have kind of a rock uh, driven western theme song and that's kind of where the song came from and obviously the lone ranger never actually used his song of course not so now a decade later he's still so proud of it and loves it so much he's putting it on his brand new album and white horse sounds a little bit like this Very Chris Stapleton. Yeah, I like it. Exactly what you'd expect if you were going to tell him to write a uh, rock western. Yeah. And it's the first single off his new album that he just announced is coming out. It's not very often that Chris Stapleton releases a new album. And this one's going to be called Higher. And the storyline behind the song Higher is kind of similar. Higher is a song that's been around a long, long time. I wrote it in 2001 within the first few months of being a professional songwriter here in Nashville. It was on the first demo session that I ever did. So for it to come around 22 years later and wind up being the title track of an album is a pretty uh, unique thing. And artists always say that when they write an album, they write like 100 songs and then they pick from that to put them on the album. But I think rarely do they ever go back into the vaults to pick from stuff they wrote 20 years ago. Yeah, who knew that a song about employment would be the title track of his album. Higher? Pretty crazy, I think. Higher. H-I-R-E. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Remy's hilarious. Coming dad in, jokes. Coming in high like a dad. Dad jokes everywhere. <laughs> Chris Lane caught his wife on her phone while they were in bed, and he was shocked at what she was doing. What a headline. <laughs> Pause right there. Yeah. We all know that teachers in America often have to buy all their own school supplies for their classrooms and it all comes out of pocket. It's been an ongoing issue for a long time, but that's why Chris Lane is in awe of what he found his wife Lauren doing. He hopped on Instagram, I think last week, to praise her for it. Proud husband moment. Last night I jumped into bed, was just looking over her shoulder and I saw her clearing Amazon wish list for tons of teachers and I just found that to be the sweetest thing in the entire world. And teachers were even up in the comments of that video saying, yeah, I'm one of those. Like, she cleared my list. She cleared my list. Someone said, she cleared my list and I couldn't be more grateful for her. It means more to my second graders than she could realize. That's fantastic. I don't know that if I was Chris Lane, I'd be like, I need to hop on social media right now. I gotta right tell, now. Everybody. tell everybody. <laughs> I felt that way too. But that was a little cringy for me. But the fact that that's happening is awesome because now that we're like school season, like school season, uh, right. the school year's coming up here. Yes. And this has been an issue for many, many, many years. We don't want teachers having having to pay out of their own pockets because they already don't make enough. Mm-hmm. So if there is a list, that, I think we did this last year where we put. Uh, I think we did do this last year, and I want to make this clear. This doesn't mean we're going to clear your list because last year we brought this up and then people got pissed Uh, that we weren't doing it. I remember that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I would like to clear some lists, 
or at least like throw some in here and there. So I will say I posted this to our Facebook page. If you want to go post your list in there, however, I'm not making any promises for us. Maybe this can just like other people on our Facebook page will see it and be inspired um, and you can link it in the comments. If you get into bed and your spouse is clearing some of these lists on the 92.3 WIL Facebook page, I need you to post about it, okay? Right, you have to know. (laughs) I was so surprised she was in bed not watching TikToks. But clearing teachers' lists. Anything inappropriate, (laughs) but helping our communities. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, like I said, that post is on our Facebook page. If you want to comment your uh, list link or anything down there, that would be great. Find us at 923WIL. If there's anything you can count on from the country community of artists, is that they are going to start sticking up for each other most of the time. (laughs) Miranda Lambert had a bad week in the press last week after telling people. I'm sorry, after telling a group of moms at her Las Vegas residency that they needed to sit down and stop taking photos, the internet ran with it and it sparked a lot of debate and dug up some past videos of Miranda doing the same things throughout her career. Reprimanding. So Parker McCollum took to Instagram to reveal that he enjoyed a night out at Miranda Lambert's Velvet Rodeo residency. I think as a way to just like stand behind her and show like, hey, I've got your back. So he posted to Twitter or X as we call it today. (laughs) And he said, I saw Miranda Lambert's show in Vegas tonight. I bought a ticket. I went in the front and enjoyed the show as a true fan. I even bought some merch. It's absolutely remarkable performance and an even better person. She deserves nothing but respect. Okay. Thanks for saying nothing, Parker. Right. <laughs> I did think it was cool that he actually went and bought a ticket and like went through the front doors and everything. Yeah. He's at that stage in his career that he can still do that if he wants to. Yeah. I think uh, he's also someone that relates to this situation, but there aren't many people that would. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, even if he was like, even if he did say something to the extent of, I get where Miranda's coming from with this, there are very few people that can understand that. That get it, yeah. And so the publicity of this all is, what you're taking away a memory that I made that night, just taking a quick selfie with Miranda Lambert on stage because I have front row tickets. So, who knows? Did you see, did you see the LL Cool J quote? It was, didn't he tell her to calm the hell down or something? What'd he say? <laughs> he said, if you want to come to my show and eat a bowl of potato salad uh, with a baseball hat down to your nose, that's what you choose to do. You got to let fans do what they're going to do. You got, you do. You know that everybody's going to be having potato salad at the next LL Cool J concert. Which is hilarious. <laughs> and you know what? If you're paying for those tickets, you might as well get to. So Parker McCollum sticking up for Miranda Lambert. That's not who you thought I was going to say. I, did, I thought you were actually going to say the LL Cool J or oh. Luke Bryan or the Jason Aldean Luke Bryan thing. Yeah, I decided I don't have the energy to deal with all that. So <laughs> Parker McCollum and his wife, Hallie Ray Light, have just celebrated their first anniversary as a married couple earlier this year. And he's talking about the biggest thing that he learned after a year of being married. So his career is really blowing up right now. Yeah. And you find a lot of times that they'll usually get married around the same time that their career is taking off and that can cause a lot of hardships for like a brand new marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is another reason why we might see a lot of divorces in country music. (laughs) But there's one thing that Parker discovered is the main thing his wife wants most days over anything else. You know, you can take a girl anywhere she wants to go, buy her anything you want to buy her, but like your quality time 
is like the number one thing that they really care about. And it's like the one thing that I just don't have a surplus of. But I have learned it is my time that it goes the, the furthest with her. It's a, it's a good lesson for the first year. Yeah, I would say the first year doesn't really change at all. Yeah, I mean, it all still like, feels the same. Yeah, everybody asks, oh, how's marriage? And it's like, oh, there's not really any difference per se. Uh, it's not until you either get a house or have kids. I think those yeah. are the two things. And you've already got the house, so you're good there. So however many years you decide to wait or not, you know. Yeah. I think with Parker, it's a big year for him and his wife because, you know, he's out on this huge tour opening yeah. up for Morgan Wallen. We loved seeing him here at Bush Stadium a couple weeks ago. And this tour has been happening since, uh, I think, early May. And it goes until the fall. So I'm sure they really haven't seen each other a ton. Um, speaking of Parker McCollum, he was great at Bush Stadium. I just hope he lets a little loose next time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. He was, sounded awesome. He had he did spend some quality time at First Form. I saw the yeah. the the working out pictures. They got out on the town a little bit. Yeah, but you're right. I think he I don't know how he's gonna be in a couple years as a performer, but he he took the first like four or five songs to come out from behind that microphone. So. I know. I just want him to let loose. Shake a little tail feather. I think you just want him closer to you. Shake the hair around a little bit. <laughs> you know? Just for one song. Walk out on the stage. Kick a boot or Touch something. Touch my hand. Luke Bryan is taking it back to the beginning, telling us the story of his very first trip to Nashville and how it changed his life. And like every musician or songwriter or performer, he came to Nashville with obviously those stars and his eyes seeing the city for the first time, knowing he wanted to be there full time making music. And on one of his very first trips, the very first day he was even there, it was straight out of a movie. He was sneaking into the Grand Ole Opry. He was accidentally meeting superstars. I'll let him tell you. One of the first nights I ever had in Nashville, uh, we drove up from South Georgia. We actually snuck in to the Opry backstage. Then on the second day, we knew that Vince Gill was going to be down in Franklin and, and actually got to go meet Vince. Riding around and seeing the billboards and seeing the, the country stars on billboards, I remember thinking, gosh, if only I could ever be on a billboard one day. Well, he has certainly accomplished a lot since then and has been on a billboard or two. I just want to be on a billboard someday, you know. That, you know, if that's the biggest dream, <laughs> he could have stopped a long time ago because now he's got 30 number one songs, plenty of sold out tours in his past. And, you know, this, he's about to start his seventh season of American Idol. This doesn't sound like your typical Nashville story. I'll, I'll this is like the stuff you dream about. Yeah. Like you're going to go to the Nashville and you're like, we're going to do this and that. Snuck into the Grand Old Opry and then I played on the stage two nights later. Meanwhile, it, it actually goes like you get to Nashville and then you spend four hours in lines on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. And you, or four years just like hanging out at somebody else's house while you're trying to make it. Right. <laughs> Priscilla Block stories like that. You know, I remember talking to her and oh man, it's, it's. Lainey Wilson living in a camper on someone else's property. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, Luke Bryan, life in easy mode. Right. <laughs> what does Walker Hayes and Patrick Mahomes have in common? Oh, uh, I've seen Walker throw some footballs. That's about it, though. That's good. That's a good guess. It's all those endorsements, girl. <laughs> I think the first and most obvious time when he got a really big endorsement was obviously Applebee's. They got on board with Fancy Like. You don't need me to remind you, but... Fancy Like Applebee's on a date night. Since then, everybody's just fallen in love with his big family, his six children, and they're always, you know, with him in the music videos he makes and stuff. 
So the latest endorsement I saw them them do, I didn't even realize it was an ad at first. It's not any different than the rest. So it's right on time for back to school season. Have you seen this? No. Okay. Well, it's for Great Clips and his entire family, all six kids and two parents, they all sit down in the chairs at Great Clips and they get haircuts at the same time while they're filming the commercial. Did y'all know a lot of kids are self-conscious of their hair ahead of the first day of school? Remember, there is nothing fresher than a haircut. These haircuts from Great Clips will give y'all a much-needed boost of confidence. (laughs) Man. So, Walker. That brings up a good point, though. I feel like you could also totally get a haircut that that maybe not at Great Clips, but anywhere, really, that's totally botched for the first day of school as well. (laughs) I just feel like there are no other country artists that stay making this endorsement money the way Walker Hayes and perhaps Jana Kramer do. Yeah. Which is hilarious because they're also like not super played on country radio. They're not like Walker Hayes can sell out, you know, a decent sized venue for sure. Yeah. But that that just happened a few years ago. I think it goes a lot. It says a lot about their personality because they just don't care what people think. They're just themselves. If you can stand in a Lowe's or a Walmart or wherever he's been doing these dances with his daughter right, and not care, you'll do endorsements for anybody. He says... Quote, I'm drawn to any campaign with a positive message, and I've got six kids, ages 7 to 17, so I don't know what the deal is these days, but these kids have a lot of anxiety, and I feel like they have more pressures on them than I ever did. So for my kids to all pop out of a haircut chair with a little boost, that was a fun experience. And obviously, like you just said, they had to do a TikTok dance while they were in great clips and it just works out that he has a song called haircut hey girl you got me feeling faster than a haircut at the strip mall baba hit it with a clip for the tell y'all got me like a new me so walker hayes <laughs> i'm drawn to endorsements with a good message and i'm also drawn to endorsements that provide me money luke combs gave one boy the experience of a lifetime and granted his biggest wish So, of course, Luke Combs is known for being, like, one of the most talented people in the country world right now. But people really love him for his big heart. And I think it showed over the weekend with a young fan named Cooper. Cooper survived cancer. And he's a young boy. He's a huge fan of Luke. And his biggest wish, I actually think it was his make-a-wish wish. wish, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Was to meet Luke. So, Luke brought him up onto stage, took his guitar off, bent over, got eye level with him, and they sang Fast Car because Cooper said that's his favorite song. Man. So, Khalil Cooper had a mic of his own, and I guess um, at one point in the song, Luke stopped singing, and he, like, motioned out at the crowd, like, waving his arms and said, okay, everybody, like, sing along. And little Cooper never stopped. Like, he took it on his own and sang the song through himself. Oh, gosh, sorry. <laughs> You sang the national rhymes. anthem? <laughs> Not Leon Ryan, serious. <laughs> you can really see it or hear it there, but the video's on our Facebook page and it's really cute. I always imagine this happening to myself or to someone that I know, like in our group, like hopping up on stage and instantly forgetting the lyrics or not being able to sing because you're in front of 18, 20,000 people. Uh, He did such a great job. And you can see it in his face a little bit at first, like he's standing up in front of the crowd. And I think he realized how many people were there and he was a little frozen until Luke got eye level with him and was you know, started singing the song and then Cooper really took it away. And the crowd was like, Cooper, Cooper. They were chanting his name. 
Everybody was on their feet. I'm yeah. sure a lot of people had tears. Gosh, that's so cool. Dan of Dan and Shay has some more passions outside of music, and he's doing some really big things. So, of course, we know that Dan and Shay are gearing up to release their new album in September. But while Dan produced that album, he and his wife, Abby, were also working on another big project. And again, it's no secret that Dan and Abby are huge, like, dog rescue, fostering dogs kind of people. Yeah. Didn't they take a dog in for like two months one time? Right, because they knew yeah. that they knew it only had so long to live, so yeah. they gave it like the best two months they could, which I think is really nice. Um, Abby is heavily involved with this group called Wags and Walks. I don't know if we have one of those around St. Louis, but last week she got to reveal to everybody that they're opening a new one in Nashville, and she and Dan are like huge sponsors of it. So they sponsored an entire room, and that's the room where... Like, the dog will come meet a human one-on-one. Yeah. So you can have some alone time before you decide if that's the one or not. And it's so cute. They got to decide, like, um, the murals that go on the walls. I, I have to go relook at them, but it might be their dogs who they've all rescued. Oh, really? That's cool. Um, As, like, decoration. Do they make it look like a living room or, like, a, a, a room in the house? Or Because I just always remember, when, like, back when they had when they had dogs at pet stores, it was just like this white room that you would go in and you'd sit on a bench and it'd just be you and the dog and that's it. Yeah, it's like that. It's a little more sterile. It's not like a house. Okay, okay. But they posted that they opened early last week, I think, and by Tuesday they had already sent out not sent out, but like they had already gotten eight dogs adopted just by like two days of having it being opened. So very exciting for them. I'm sure... They'll spend a lot of time there volunteering and working events and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's good for them. Casey covers country.